This is Wellspring, presented by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, October the 5th, we say good morning to Sarah Dockersloot. Good morning, Gary, and welcome to Wellspring, a broadcast sponsored by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This morning, my guest is Dr. Jessica Thompson, a board-certified general surgeon specializing in breast care services with the Corwell Health Medical Group. Dr. Thompson is here to discuss breast cancer services for people on the Lakeshore and in the Grand Rapids area. Good morning, Dr. Thompson. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being on. So the first question is we want to allow people to get to know you. So how did you decide you wanted to be a doctor? (laughs) Um, Well, (laughs) the story of how I actually wanted to become a doctor was when my younger brother was born. I was six years old and went to all of the prenatal visits and um, was in the labor and delivery unit after he was born. And I just thought that it was the coolest thing. And from there on out at the age of six, I told everyone, I want to be a doctor. Um, The specialties that I was particularly interested in morphed throughout the years as I did some more shadowing in the clinical settings and did more volunteering in uh, various healthcare organizations. But um, I always had a passion for um, pursuing medicine as a career. You know, that's really quite something because you think about that love that was instilled in you and that, you know, it became fruition for you. So tell us, where did you go to get your undergrad and then where did you go to medical school? I went to Michigan Tech up in Houghton for my undergraduate education and then completed medical school at Michigan State's College of Human Medicine. I spent the first two years in East Lansing and then was actually up in Marquette, Michigan as part of the Rural Physician Program uh, during the clinical years, the last two years of medical school. So, you know, general surgery... You know, it gives you the ability to do much, but you have a special interest in breast uh, cancer, breast care surgery. How did that come about? So uh, during general surgery residency um, with Spectrum Health, now Corwell Health, I was rotating um, as a third-year resident on the breast surgery service and realized that the role of a breast surgical oncologist is particularly multifaceted, operating not only as a surgeon, but as an educator, a counselor, a scholar, and a leader. And I also found the magnitude and impact of ongoing breast cancer research to be particularly compelling um, with opportunities for clinical trial involvement and um, multidisciplinary treatments. And that really um, garnered my interest in um, the pursuit of breast cancer surgery in particular. And after residency, I spent a year in Ann Arbor at the University of of Michigan for a fellowship to subspecialize in breast surgical oncology. You know, it sounds like it is pairing your desire, you know, to to be a surgeon, but also to have the relationship with people, to be able to walk with them, um, and then to be able to, you know, as you said, learn about the most advanced 
investment in in breast care. So we appreciate the expertise that you are giving um, to people who are dealing with something that's very, very difficult. So let's talk uh, about breast cancer. How prevalent is it? So for biological women in the United States, breast cancer is the most common malignancy apart from skin cancers. Um, One in eight biological women will be diagnosed with breast cancer with an average lifetime risk for a woman in the U.S. estimated to be about 13%. Fewer than 1% of all cases of breast cancer occur in biological males with the lifetime risk of breast cancer development estimated to be about one in 800. 830 for biological men. You know, thanks for bringing that up, Dr. Thompson, because, you know, when we think about breast cancer, we think about it being in women, but as you said, men can get breast cancer also. That is true, yes. So you've talked about, you know, that, of course, women and men are are at risk for developing it, but are there also other risk factors? Yes, breast cancer is due to a combination of factors such as age, genetics, lifestyle, reproductive history, and the environment. As we age, the risk of breast cancer increases with most uh, breast cases um, diagnosed in women age 55 and older. There are about 5 to 10% of breast cancers that are um, hereditary and related to inherited gene mutations. Mutations in a BRCA1 or BRCA2, also sometimes referred to as the BRCA genes, are the most common cause of hereditary breast cancer. However, there are a number of other genetic mutations that may increase one's risk. And individuals with a first-degree relative, such as mother, father, sister, brother, or daughter, with a history of breast cancer are also at higher risk. Additionally, individuals who are treated with chest radiation as a teenager or young adult for treatment of a different cancer, such as lymphoma, have a significantly higher risk um, compared to the general population. There are several various other risk factors, but not all risk factors have the same effect. And while most women um, and men have some of these risk factors, um, most women ultimately do not develop breast cancer. Well, and that's good news, I mean, when you say that, but it's also what you pointed out, it is very important to know, um, you know, um, our history, correct? Um, And to be able to share that and be very, very cognizant of um, that you may be at higher risk because of, of, of family. So, you know, you've talked about the risk factors. Um, you know, one, I think you said in eight women, was that correct? Did I remember that correctly? So why is it so important to get regular testing such as mammograms for the detection of breast cancer? That is a great question. So mammograms are an x-ray picture of the breast tissue that help detect breast cancer months to years before any noticeable lumps or skin changes. Regular mammograms um, can help to catch breast cancer when it's at an earlier stage, which can then mean that treatments may be less intensive and more successful. So what breast cancer imaging services are offered for people on the lake shore? So Cornwall Health West, um, specifically Betty Ford Breast Care Services, has 16 locations throughout West Michigan that perform both screening and diagnostic breast imaging. 
At Zealand Hospital in particular, um, screening mammograms with tomosynthesis 3D imaging is available in addition to diagnostic mammograms, breast ultrasound, and breast MRI. And in addition, there is a full-service mobile mammography unit that works with physicians' offices, nonprofit community partners, and local companies to provide access to mammograms at locations throughout West Michigan. And the mobile mammography schedule is available on the Betty Ford Breast Care Service website. So when should someone start getting a mammogram? So women at average risk should begin screening mammograms at age 40, but individuals with certain risk factors, such as a strong family history of breast cancer, prior chest radiation, specific, specific genetic mutations, or prior breast biopsy with atypia may be at a higher risk of breast cancer development. And I would encourage them to, um, if any of those criteria, um, if anyone meets those criteria, that they should talk to their providers about whether they should initiate screening mammogram before age 40. You know, you mentioned two types of mammograms, a screening mammogram and a diagnostic mammogram. Can you share what is the difference between those two? So um, screening mammogram is um, a traditional x-ray of the breast um, in an up and down format and side to side format. Diagnostic imaging is still a, a diagnostic mammogram is still an x-ray of the breast, but it provides additional views so that our radiologists are able to take a closer look at the breast tissue. Thanks for explaining that because, you know, often um, when you talk about um, 40, at age 40, it would be a screening mammogram. I'm assuming that, that that's correct. Um, so. Yes. Um, how often, if you start with a screening mammogram at age 40, how often should you have it? Is it something that you should have yearly? Yes. Over the years, there has been debate about how often biological women should be getting screening mammograms. However, many health organizations advocate for mammograms once a year for women at average risk. Well, and like you say, the benefit of having it every year, and I know that I have been diligent about having a mammogram ever since age 40, mm -hmm. and um, the beauty of that is that I'm certain for you as a physician or for the radiologist, they are able to look back at that mammogram, correct, from the year before, and they'll be able to see, you know, has there been any changes or, um, you know, to have that baseline is very important. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? That is absolutely correct, that having prior mammograms um, provide a reference point for radiologists who are looking at your most recent mammogram. They are able to go back, pull up prior images, and see, was this there before? Has there been any change? Um, does this look more conspicuous than before? And so it really does help our radiologists get a better picture of your particular breast tissue. So can anyone schedule a screening mammogram or how do they go about doing that? Yes. Yeah, so, so anyone over the age of 40, um, an order can be placed by a primary care physician 
um, or you can self-refer as well. And mammograms can be scheduled at one of the 16 Betty Ford Breast Care Service locations or the mobile mammography unit. Um, the phone number to call to schedule is 877-495-2626. And for women who are uninsured or underinsured, they may be eligible for free mammograms. And there is a phone number on the website um, that can be um, contacted to see if they would qualify. Thank you for that information. So let's say you have a mammogram and it shows that you have abnormal results. What's going to happen next? If a change in the breast tissue is seen on screening mammogram, additional imaging tests um, in the form of the diagnostic mammogram and likely a breast ultrasound will be recommended. There are certain situations in which a radiologist or another healthcare provider may recommend a breast MRI, um, but those are only in select circumstances. And then depending on what is seen on the diagnostic imaging studies, a needle biopsy may be needed to sample the tissue in the area of concern to assess for abnormal or cancer cells. And while most biopsy results end up being benign, biopsies are needed in order to confirm um, what exactly, it, what types of cells are in that area. And at that point, if that is found out, um, that's where you would become involved, right? Where you would become part of that treatment plan. If the biopsy were to um, return as um, either um, precancerous cells or a high-risk lesion or cancer cells, uh, then yes, that is where um, we, um, the multidisciplinary team would come into play. So Dr. Thompson... And what locations do you see patients at? Uh, so I personally see patients at Lemon Holton Cancer Pavilion, uh, which is across from Butterworth Hospital in Grand Rapids. Additionally, myself and one of our physician's assistants meet with patients at the Zeeland Hospital campus. And Dr. Thompson, we are out of time. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise um, and, and your passion for helping people who may be dealing with breast cancer. Answer. If you would like to see Dr. Um, Thompson, um, how would they get a hold of you, Dr. Thompson? Do they need to have a referral from their primary care physician or, or probably, right? <laughs> so thank you for asking that. Um, if there is an abnormal test result or biopsy result, typically a nurse from Betty Ford Breast Care Services will review the options for referral when notifying individuals of their imaging and or biopsy results. And then usually the respective primary care offices, offices then contacted by Betty Ford and a referral will be placed to Corwell Health Breast Care. Uh, patients and primary care providers are able to request specific specialists if they would prefer to meet with someone in particular. And once a referral is placed, our office will reach out to connect with new patients to set up an appointment. Thanks for being here today. Until next week, Corwell Health Zealand Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring from Corwell Health Zealand Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.